Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us for our session here today, creating next-generation speech applications with Amazon Polly. My name is Robin Dotricourt. I'm the product manager for the Amazon Polly team. It's my pleasure to be here with you today. And it's also a privilege to share the stage today with Rob Lowenthal, who is the founder and CEO of Wushka, and with Swapan, uh, Swapan Rajdek, who is the co-founder and CTO of Haptic. So here's a brief overview of what we're going to cover today. I'll kick us off by talking about Amazon Polly, and in particular, I'm going to highlight the new features that we've launched in 2017 since we launched our service back at reInvent in 2016. I'll then cut over to the core of our presentation today, which is about business use cases, which is to highlight all the innovative and exciting ways in which customers are using Amazon Polly today. At that point, I'll hand over the mic to uh, Rob, who will talk about Wushka and how Amazon Polly is being used for podcasting. He'll do a deep dive, and then he'll hand over to Swapon, who will do the similar for uh, Haptic. And then we'll end with a brief Q&A. So what is Amazon Polly? It's an AWS service that converts text into lifelike speech. We offer 52 voices across 25 languages. It's a cloud-based service with low latency, so you can create real-time speech applications. And you, once you've stored that, app, that uh, audio file, you can uh, cache it. You can replay it as many times as you like. Here are the languages that we offer today. 25 languages. Korean is the most recent one that we added. And uh, it's nice to pause for a moment and to uh, acknowledge that a lot of the roadmap that we build is based on a customer feedback. That's a big part of our input. So Korean was one of the first languages that was requested once we launched last year. And we have a healthy roadmap of new languages and voices. And uh, so we're excited to have uh, added this one to the portfolio recently. We also had some regional expansion this year. When we launched in 2016, we had four regions that we, uh, that we um, were launched with. And we <coughs> added 10 more in uh, 2017 recently. And uh, a bunch of our customers have now uh, moved on to using those regions to decrease latency for the service. In addition to launching Korean, we also have five new voices from 2017. The first four are for languages that we already supported, and the fifth one is the new Korean voice. I'll let them introduce themselves to you. Here's Matthew. Hi, I'm Matthew. Welcome to reInvent 2017. And here's Vicky, German. Hallo, my name is Vicky. Willkommen bei reInvent 2017. Aditi. Hello, my name is Aditi. Welcome to reInvent 2017. Takumi. Konnichiwa. And Soyeon. 안녕하세요. 제 이름은 서연이에요. 리인벤트 2017에 오신 것을 환영합니다. So that's to give you a sense of what the voices sound like. Now, in addition to having a bunch of different languages that we support, a bunch of different voices for each of those languages. In most languages, we support at least two, two voices. In uh, US English, we support eight now, with the addition of Matthew. And still, customers are looking for a voice that has a specific persona that meets their use case, their needs, uh, whatever it is that is the experience that they're trying to deliver. So one of the features that we launched this year uh, allows you to modify any of those poly voices by effectively uh, simulating a 
lengthening or shortening of the vocal tract. Now the vocal tract is the cavity that you have between your vocal cords and your lips, and with the muscles you can loosen, you can contract, you can change the quality of the speech. So this simulation allows you to do that same kind of thing here with any of the voices uh, offered by Polly. And because the length of the vocal tract uh, for people is also correlated with size, the bigger you are, the longer the vocal tract, uh, it also has this effect of making the voice sound like it comes from a bigger person or a smaller person. Now before I give you a little demo, I just want to preface to say the idea is not necessarily for use cases where people are looking for voices that sound bigger or smaller. Rather, it's to give you the, the option to create a different kind of sound with the voice that's available. So out of those uh, 52 poly voices that are available today, you have a one-to-many relationship where you can take one voice out of the box that sounds like the ones that you just listened to. You can adjust it by, for example, increasing or decreasing the vocal tract length. And now you have a voice that sounds a little different. And in some cases, you may find that it sounds different enough that it sounds like a different person altogether. So you could actually have multiple voices coming out of just one out-of-the-box poly voice. So you can see and uh, judge for yourself what you think. This is Brian without any voice modifications. Imagine now that I got bigger. Suppose that I got even bigger still. Now let's go back and hear the effect when I go in the opposite direction. Can you tell that I'm getting smaller? Now I'm even smaller than before. So the idea is now you have with this feature the ability to take any of the voices that you like, make some modifications using this feature. You can also use pitch. Which, uh, which is modified uh, independently. You can also modify with speech rate. Uh, you have different ways of taking a, a given box, uh, voice out of the box and making modifications to it to better match your use case. Another feature that we launched this past year is called Speech Marks. And what this allows you to do is to synchronize the audio with a visual experience. So after you've done the first API call that gets you the speech, uh, such as what you just heard. A second API call will retrieve the metadata that gives you timing information about when each word began, each sentence began, each SSML tag began and ended. And SSML tags would allow you to modify the vocal tract length, the pitch, the speech rate, uh, or the visim. The visim is essentially the visual equivalent of a sound. So if a P and a B are two different sounds, they're visually uh, the same when it comes to, say, an avatar, because the lip movements are essentially the same. So with this metadata, you can synchronize the audio from the speech with the visual experience. So this is just a simple demo to give you a sense of what that looks like. By using SpeechMarks metadata, you can build your applications with an enhanced visual experience, such as speech-synchronized facial animations. So you can do lip syncing. You can also do karaoke-style text highlighting. So if you're playing back some text, and you want your, uh, your end user to be able to read along with what's being said, you can highlight the word, you can highlight the sentence, and you can uh, synchronize that speech with the visual. So that's just a quick overview of some of the highlights from 2017 since we launched our service. And now we'll move on to business use cases. And the idea here is to share with you more specifically what some of our customers have been doing, uh, which have been uh, some exciting uh, stories. So the first case will be turn-by-turn -turn navigation. Uh, the customer that we'll highlight here is Mapbox. Uh, the next will be Special Needs AI Assistant. We'll be talking about Palexi. We'll talk about video creation from an education technology company called VidMaker. And then we'll talk about AI uh, Radio Announcer by FM Wakayama, a local radio station in Japan. And at this point, I'll hand off to uh, Rob, who will do a deeper dive on podcasting with Wushka. And then Voice Notifications by Haptic, which Swapon will present. So these are the case studies uh, that we're going to cover today. 
We've been excited to share this with you. Hopefully, uh, you enjoy the ride. I'll pause here for a second. This is a slide of uh, many of the customers that we've been talking to over the past year. I want to thank all these folks for engaging with us, sharing their feedback, providing their input, uh, giving us the request for languages, voices, other features. The, uh, the exchanges that we've had with these customers have been a highlight for, for me this past year as a product manager. It's really exciting to see what uh, exciting things people are thinking of doing with uh, Amazon Polly and other services. Um, Many of these customers have written blog posts that you can find on our AWS AI blog. Some have uh, case studies that you can read up on as well. Uh, and thank you in particular to those who are giving us the opportunity to share with all of you as the audience uh, the exciting things that they're doing with our service. So our first one is turn-by-turn -turn navigation. Mapbox is a leading location data platform, and they offer a navigation SDK for Android and iOS, and that allows their customers to voice turn-by-turn -turn navigation uh, for their end users. Uh, currently, they, uh, they generate about 500,000 voice instructions per week uh, across about 10 uh, different languages. One of the other features that we launched this year that they're using is called dynamic range compression. And what that allows you to do is to optimize the speech output for noisy environments. So turn-by-turn -turn navigation where you're likely to be in a vehicle, that's a great use case for using this particular feature. Here's a quick demo. Head north on Broderick Street, then turn left onto Page Street. Turn right onto Baker Street. In 700 feet, turn left onto Fell Street. Turn left onto Fell Street. Okay, so that's turn by turn navigation, very practical use case that you're familiar with. Uh, great use of Amazon Poly. The next case is a special needs AI assistant. This is called Plexi, which is a combination of Amazon Polly and Amazon Lex, which is a conversational interface uh, that was also launched last year. And this was conceived of and developed by a colleague of ours at, at uh, AWS. His name is Troy Larson. He has a teenage son who is autistic. And the idea behind this project has been to use these services, along with Raspberry Pi, mobile devices, uh, Amazon Echo, in order to communicate with his son and the idea is that he can create scheduled messages. So for example, it could be a wake-up call, it could be time to take your medicine, it could be time to take a bathroom break, uh, whatever that regularly scheduled experience might be. And he can also create dynamically generated messages. So it could be something like, uh, it's time to come downstairs, or whatever the context may require. And so the idea is that this is a, a system that he's built that allows him to communicate uh, with this individual to pass on information um, and his son Calvin is able to, uh, to acknowledge that there's been a request. Um, and there are lots of different ways that you can configure this. Uh, it's a very exciting project. Um, it's based off of essentially three objects, right? There's the concept of who are the people involved? What are the locations that they're in? For example, what rooms are they in? Uh, what is the content of the message that's being sent? Um, and there's also different components. So there's a scheduler for what are the messages that are regularly scheduled, the dynamically scheduled messages. There's a queuing engine to set that up. And there's also the speaker engine to actually deliver those messages. Now, in Troy's own words, Polexi is a personal, gentle, and never flustered friend and coach who gives confidence, respect, and the sense of privacy and freedom. I'll share with you a, uh, a short clip of a uh, video about Polexi that you can find on YouTube. You can also find the AI blog post. Um, and 
I want to point out, too, that this is not just about a specific individual, but you can imagine how this can be carried out uh, for any number of people with, uh, with needs, how it can be something that caregivers are using uh, to support lots of people um, and all kinds of different situations. It can be used for, you know, for anybody, really. Uh, I think it's a great use case. Tell Plexi with Brian, tell Calvin come downstairs. Got it. Publishing message come downstairs to Calvin at location Calvin's underscore bedroom. Please push the blue button. So that's just a brief excerpt. I encourage you to go check out the full video on YouTube. Next use case, video creation. So this is one of many educational technology companies that's taking advantage of what Amazon Poly has to offer. And in this case, VidMaker is a new medium for creating assignments that teachers can provide to their students. And instead of uh, turning in a book report, for example, a written assignment, the idea here is that they turn in a video, a vid. And the teacher assigns the assignment. The topic could be uh, climate change or whatever it may be. Uh, and the student goes off and creates a video that involves two robots interacting with each other and that are talking and that are voiced by Amazon Polly. These are 3D uh, animated videos. Um, and I think it's a pretty cool concept. So here's uh, a, an image here that gives you a sense of what those robots look like. These are the ones that are interacting. Each robot looks a little different, and each robot sounds a little different. And VidMaker is using some of the features that we offer, like speech rate and pitch, in order to modify those voices, make them sound each a little unique. And now that we've also offered the uh, timbre feature, which allows you to modify the vocal track length, they have yet one more feature with which they can modify those voices, create additional robots, uh, and more flexibility for their end users. So here's a quick video that gives you a sense of what that end product looks like. Hi, Forbes. How are you today? I am great. Thank you, DB. What are we going to learn today? Let's learn some facts about some of the most famous scientists to have ever lived. From chemistry to biology and physics, these men and women have helped us learn more about the world around us. So many different applications for speech in the EdTech space. This is a great one. Next case study has to do with FM Wakayama, which is a local radio station in the Wakayama prefecture. And they use Amazon Polly for uh, updates throughout the day, throughout the week, about weather, about news. And they've been using the Mizuki voice, which is the female uh, Japanese voice that we launched with reInvent uh, last year. We recently added Takumi, the male voice that you heard earlier. And the day after we launched that voice, they were able to start incorporating that into their broadcast. I'd like to point out that in addition to the regularly scheduled broadcasts, FM Wakayama has also been using this for situations which are a little more serious. And in particular, there was a typhoon back in September which hit that area. Blackouts throughout the city, 
transportation was down, people without power, they couldn't turn on their TVs, couldn't listen to uh, the TV to find out what is the latest on weather, uh, on, um, uh, on the status of the situation with the tsunami, where to go, uh, rescue, etc. One media station that was open, that was available, that was on the air for five hours continuously, and that was FM Wakayama. As the typhoon was approaching, regular scheduled programs were canceled, and they kicked into a different gear, and they started to use Dacapo, which means repeat. That's their proprietary software, which essentially allows them to repeat or to loop uh, a certain broadcast. And so this is the version of the software that they had at the time, where you can see uh, two parts of that screen. There's the Japanese on the top and English on the bottom. Normally, they only use uh, Japanese, but because it was an emergency situation, they had both Japanese and English. And the idea is that they created a broadcast that looped for about six minutes, and it would provide that information continuously for those five or six hours. So as opposed to just hearing an update once an hour, all right, this was something where anybody who's tuned into this frequency could get the latest information. So disaster information, rescue information, weather information, et cetera. One of the great advantages is that while this is looping, the staff doesn't have to worry about being live on the air at that time. They're able to focus on gathering new information, and they can easily update the information that they're providing to listeners by going into their tool and creating that new text, uh, synthesizing it with Polly, and having a new update. So the podcast improved over time as they were able to focus on collecting new information. And as we mentioned earlier, the cached audio was free, so anything that they had played previously was cached and replayed. Uh, and this will give you a sense of what that sounds like. This time, the During this time, disaster information, relief information, safety information, etc. are repeatedly broadcasted. Please note the latest information after this. So that's the beginning part of the actual loop that they played during this broadcast, which was followed by Japanese and English, Japanese and English, went back and forth so that the folks who were local had access to that information. Here are some quotes from the people who reached out to the radio station following uh, this typhoon. And what you notice is that people are very thankful. They're appreciative that the radio station was able to create this broadcast, loop it, make it information that was available continuously during a time when they were in need. So this concludes my section. Uh, I hope this is uh, interesting for you guys to see. Lots of different use cases, right? Anything from a very practical application of, na of navigation um, to a case like this where uh, folks are listening to the radio, right? And a situation where realistically, Polly could be part of a solution that's helping to save lives, right? Um, to the, the Plexi example, right? Where we're helping individuals and groups of people who, who have needs and improving the communication, uh, and also the VidMaker example where we have uh, edtech companies who are using uh, Amazon Poly to voice different uh, speech-enabled applications. So thank you for your time. It's my pleasure now to introduce Rob Lamenthal, who will, interest, who will talk to you about Ushka. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Robin. I always love that uh, radio example. I used to work in a, I used to run a radio network in Australia. And there were many days when I would have liked to replace the presenters with robotic voices like the, the ones you heard just there. But um, I'm here today to talk to you about my platform, Wooshka. It's a podcast hosting platform and how we used Polly to, uh, to take that platform a little bit further and do more things with it. 
Um, so as I said, I used to work in a radio network. Uh, I started out thinking about building a platform like Wooshka because it was really hard to get podcast analytics. So uh, people used to come to me and say, well, last month we did 10 terabytes of data, and I never knew how many downloads that equated to. So I set out trying to uh, find a solution to that problem, uh, and we did. We, we created Wooshka. Uh, it's an end-to-end -end audio solution now, so we provide uh, free hosting for podcasters, we provide analytics, we provide uh, distribution so people can share their content on third-party apps, they can share the content on social media and also on uh, embeddable web players. Podcasters can also share their uh, stitch in dynamic ads into their content using Wooshka. Uh, they can also record their content live uh, and then edit the content inside of Wooshka kind of like a garage band experience. Uh, recently we launched a live player so that podcasters can broad broadcast their con content live. Uh, a couple of news organisations in Australia use this feature. And the more exciting uh, capability we've announced recently is our text-to-voice generator uh, using Amazon's Polly. But first of all, I, I wanna, before I get on to talking about Polly, I want to talk to you about uh, this resurgence we've seen for audio over the last few years. Uh, audio is so strong and so resilient because of uh, the fact that it's so convenient and it's mobile. You don't need to stop what you're doing uh, and look down at the screen with audio. You keep going about your, your day. Um, so audio is very convenient. And when you couple that with some of the great content that's been coming out over the last few years, I'm sure you've all heard of a podcast called Serial. Uh, you might have heard of uh, companies like Wondery and Gimlet. They produce fantastic podcasts as well. So you've got a convenient medium you've got great content, and most importantly, uh, a lot of technology advances. So before 2014, uh, Apple had broadcast, or they, they had said that there was about 12% of the United States population were listening to a podcast for about uh, four hours a week. Uh, and then in 2014, Apple introduced a non-deletable app on every iPhone, which is now still pre-installed, and the numbers are like 24% of the US population uh, consume a podcast every week. So the numbers are going up because technology's coming on. Uh, and more importantly, we've got some great new advancements with connected cars and connected homes. So it's easier to listen to digital audio than ever before. So when you combine the convenience of audio with great content, with technology advancement, you see uh, this medium really taking off. Uh, I'll show you a few statistics about Alexa just to prove to you that uh, this, is, this is true. And I'm sure you're all aware of um, Echo. Uh, we know that in recent surveys, 70% uh, of people who have these devices listen to more audio. We know that 42% of people say that these devices are essential to their everyday lives. And quite dramatically, 65% of people say they wouldn't go back to life without one. Uh, we know that the world's headed towards voice search. So 50% of all searches will be voice by 2020. And 67 million voice-assisted devices will be in use by 2019. So when we go out to talk to companies, we ask them about their sound strategy. And once upon a time, your sound strategy was really just, do you advertise on radio or do you advertise in a podcast? But now you can have a sound strategy. Uh, it's not just about entertaining people. It's about informing them, educating them, uh, inspiring them. You should have a sound strategy for your customers, your consumers, your staff even, uh, and all sorts of people in your, all sorts of stakeholders in your ecosystem. And we talk to them about how they can use 
podcasting as a platform to educate people. Uh, and more importantly, we're, we're showing them how they can use our poly integration to generate audio from text. I'll show you an example now about how we use uh, Amazon's Polly in Wooshka to generate audio content for the Australian newspaper uh, back in Sydney. Publishers and companies using the Wooshka platform can now generate an audio news bulletin in real time, combining the top stories of the day into a single podcast. One day, perhaps, something like the sort of broad intelligence that characterizes the human brain may be recreated in a machine. But for now, the best advice is to ignore the threat of computers taking over the world and check that they are not going to take over your job first. Yeah, I think this kind of <laughs> that's probably a smarter debate for people to have than worrying about cyborgs, cyborgs taking over the world. But in that example, we have um, we take a news RSS feed from that newspaper. Uh, we pick up the first paragraph from the top ten stories in real time, stitch it together um, as a piece of content and we generate a podcast, and that podcast is shared on their newspaper website. Uh, it's shared into Alexa and Google Home and other connected home devices, and it's also shared in third-party podcast applications as well. Uh, we've taken the same logic, and we've uh, given our solution to uh, Telco in Australia called Telstra. They wanted to generate live scores uh, for football teams. When, so, so you say to Alexa, uh, you ask them about the game that's being played at the moment, and they use our technology to generate live scores uh, and we'll give you a Sydney Swans played Carlton in round 23 at SCG. Swans won 21 goals, 12, 138 to 8 goals, 9, 57. So when the games aren't playing, what happens is the, um, the, we generate a, a, a story about the team, how they're performing on the leaderboard, uh, and some other statistics, and that's read out uh, about the team. So there, there are a lot of different use cases for audio other than once again just radio advertising and podcast advertising. Companies are starting to use audio to, to talk to their consumers uh, and we like to think that our combination of podcast infrastructure combined with uh, Polly give us more utility to get the message out. Uh, one thing that we've just announced this new capability this week, it's called MyCast. Uh, it's our, our way of generating uh, personalised audio for businesses. So with MyCast you can grab data from a lot of different sources, uh, pull it together and generate audio, similar to the examples I showed you before, but with the added benefit that it's actually personalised for the user. Uh, the best example to use is um, a, a real-life example. So we're talking to a retail chain. They want to provide a different audio experience in different shops for each one of their 800 shops. So they're going to use our technology to insert different advertising message messages to shoppers uh, in, their, in their feed at each different shop. Uh, because we're all developers here today, I thought I'd try and customise this for you guys and, uh, and I'll give you an example of uh, we've put a plug-in with Jira, another Australian product uh, from Atlassian, so that this might be your worst nightmare going to work listening to uh, the bugs you've got to fix on your way to work, but uh, <laughs> I wasn't sure how this would go down, so hopefully you're okay with it. Good morning, Robert. Charlie Munger always says, I just want to know where I'm going to die so I can avoid that place. Wise words. Today should be sunny for you, around 25 degrees Celsius with a cooler evening at 15 degrees and your journey to work should take around 26 minutes. Yesterday, you didn't complete two JIRA tickets assigned to you, and overnight three JIRA tickets have been assigned to you within the project bugs, from two contributors. Overall there are six tickets that are due this week, across three projects. And now, the latest episode of the podcast, 
open the pod bay doors. It's a terrific Australian podcast. If you're not listening, you should. Ian Gardner is an Amazon employee. It's called Open the Pod Bay Doors, and it's about the Australian startup uh, ecosystem. And we actually, we're on one of the episodes. If you want to find out a little bit more about Wooshka, you can listen to that. But um, yeah, we're using this, um, oh, sorry, I'll just go back one. With Polly, it's given us the opportunity to really take podcasting and our, our infrastructure and take it to another level and provide different use cases to different companies. Uh, and you've got this perfect storm at the moment where you've got great technology advances, great new content that's coming out in the digital audio world, and people are struggling for attention. And with audio, it's so mobile and so, so relevant. Uh, the three of those things combined uh, are creating an environment where hopefully audio is going to go from strength to strength, and we like to think that we're at the coalface of that with Wooshka. But thank you very much for listening to me today. I'm going to hand the microphone over now to Haptic, and they're going to talk to you about their use for Amazon Poly. Thanks, Rob. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, I'm Swapan Rajdev. I'm the CTO and co-founder of a company called Haptic. So Haptic, uh, as of right now, uh, we're a chatbot platform. So we're one of the world's largest chatbot platform with a reach of around 30 million users. And we process around 5 million chats per month. Um, we started Haptic back in 2013. We are, you know, back then there were no real chatbots, but we are con currently only focused on India. So a lot of our presence is mainly in India right now. Um, we're a end-to-end -end chatbot solution provider. So we start from you know, deploying the bots to customizing it and then getting a lot of tools to kind of analyze all the different activities that are going on with your bots. Our bots mainly uh, come into three different business lines as we look at it. So we, you know, we divide them into publishers, advertisers, and enterprise. I'll touch over each one of them how we do it uh, you know, as, as we go on today. So really quick, uh, before we get into uh, the poly, how we use Amazon Poly, I wanted to talk about the technology and how it works at Haptic. So we can deploy bots on any different diff channels, so from Android to iOS to web, on Facebook, Twitter. You can deploy bots on any of these different platforms. It is powered by a machine learning engine that we created back at Haptic, so it's fully built in-house and you know, it can, it's mainly focused towards chatbots. And then on the other side for our clients, we have different you know, drag and drop bot builders so you can build a bot in you know, as fast as 10 minutes. Sometimes we have analytics tools which will tell you how the bots are performing, where they're breaking, whether they're doing well, whether they're not doing well. And then you have an agent chat interface where a human can intervene and take over the chat if the bots are not doing too well. So the publisher line, basically, uh, what we provide is a virtual assistant for any app. So it's an out-of-the-box SDK, which you can plug into your Android or your iOS app. And once you plug it in, you get a bunch of different services, which is a virtual assistant. So examples of uh, use cases that we help out with are reminders. Uh, you can find places nearby. You can book a flight using our chatbot. You can book cabs using chatbots. Um, you know, some entertainment stuff, it will tell you a joke, it will give you motivational quotes, so you can do a lot of different things using our chatbots in that sense. 
Um, one of our uh, most our flagship app with the same name of Haptic, uh, it is actually in the Indian store on Android and iOS. It is one of the highest rated apps in India, and you know people use that a lot. Um, so I wanted to today dig, dig deep into the reminders feature. So our uh, reminders feature is the most popular feature used at Haptic. Um, it you know we do a different types of multiple different types of reminders. Uh, Lots of users use it very innovatively, but a lot of the main ones that come around are wake-up calls, reminder to drink water. Uh, a lot of people use this, so every two hours people set reminders to drink water. Um, meeting reminders, to-do lists, birthday reminders, and uh, many more. So Amazon Polly uh, helps us power reminders at Haptic, and the way it helps us out is one of the things that we do to remind our users, instead of just sending a push notification or a message, we actually call our users to remind them. So every single reminder, or most of the time, is a call. We kind of customize the content and let the user know what the reminder is about. Um, we have around 10 million reminders per month being set, out of which 55% of them are phone calls. The other 45 uh, users opt out of phone calls for just simple messages and kind of push notifications. Our average length of the call is 19.9 seconds. Um, most of the users listen to the whole call content. Uh, you know, we customize it a lot to make it personalized, make it a lot more engaging. So that's why you know this number seems fairly high, which was surprising, but it's a great, uh, great kind of number to see around. And 90% of our reminders are recurring. So basically, a lot of people will say, "Wake me up every morning at 6 a.m. Remind me to drink water every two hours." So a lot of them are recurring, which keep happening again and again. So really quick, I'll like to show everyone a quick video of. So this is how reminders at Haptic uh, usually works. It's an end-to-end -end chat of how it goes on. So you set the date, you set the time. Good morning, Swapn. It's time to get going. Either you run the day or the day runs you. <laughs> this, this was a wake-up call, and we tried to put in uh, some motivational quotes to get the people pumped up for their morning. <laughs> so um, as I said, uh, you know, Amazon Polly powers reminders at Haptic, so I just wanted to kind of you know, spend the next five minutes talking about why we use Amazon Polly and how it helps us uh, you know, power reminders at Haptic. So to start off with, when we started Reminders, which was almost uh, two, two and a half years ago at that point, uh, you know, we were looking at how can we kind of build content to, you know, call the users and how do we uh, customize it. Back then, we couldn't find a lot of good text-to-speech uh, solutions, so we started off by, you know, building our own uh, you know, own clips. So what we used to do is we used to call the user and then we would play this clip for our users to kind of uh, show them how it works. So really quick, I'll show an example here. Oops. Good morning, sunshine. Wakey, wakey, sleepyhead. 
This is your wake-up call from your personal assistant, Haptic. So this was uh, almost two years ago, and you can, you know, as, as it's very obvious, it was very limiting because we could not really customize content. It was pre-recorded, so you could only do a X number of different reminders, and it wasn't allowing us to scale very well. So then we went on to move on to find another partner, which was for text-to-speech. Um, this allowed us to customize and make it a lot better. Um, I'm going to play the clip really quick so that we can see how that sounded. Hi, Swapin. Akrit just turned a year older. A very happy birthday to them from all of us at Haptic2. So this was way better than what we had before, but I think uh, you know a lot of feedback that we would get is it sounded very robotic. So you know because our, we were a personal assistant, people wanted to kind of be able to relate to their assistant, and this being very robotic kind of uh, you know threw people off a little bit. So that's when we started using Amazon Polly. And uh, at Amazon Polly, the great thing was at that point, they had an Indian English voice called Ravina. And then I think, as Robin pointed out, there's another new voice called Aditi now. And these are a lot more relatable to our users. And you know, we've been seeing very good feedback on this. So just. Hi, Swapan. Akrit just turned a year older. A very happy birthday to them from all of us at Haptic2. So this is what we use right now, and uh, you know every single person can actually feel a little bit more related to their uh, personal assistant. The other thing uh, Polly really allows us to do is add personality to our chatbot. So one of the things we really try to focus on is you know the way the bot talks to our users, so the content that we provide, every single message that shows up. So obviously, as you you know saw a few of them, there are a lot of quirky. You know, funny statements we try to put in there. It's because content for chatbots is really important. And we like to show every bat chatbot having a good personality. So one of the experiments that we were actually running is, you know, we actually have a standalone reminders app, which we kind of rolled out. And we were experimenting with a ninja personality. So we wanted our bots to, you know, sound like a ninja and remind our users to get things done. Um, with the different uh, SSML tags and everything kind of coming around, you can really modulate the different uh, words in the sentence and really try to add a different personality to your bots. And uh, using Amazon Polly, uh, you know, we, try to able, we were able to really replicate that in our reminders call as well. So not just the messages, but also the calls. So. Eha, get up sleepyhead, and no, don't you dare snooze me off. A true ninja never procrastinates. Get up and get on with it. So that's our ninja bot who calls users and wakes them up every morning. Um, the really good thing about Amazon Polly, we were actually, when we were playing around it, we were up and running in literally three to four hours. It is as simple as the code that's shown here. Um, you know, we have two main functions. One trying to get us the different voices that Polly supports. And then we create an audio, uh, audio file. So there's a synthesized speech function. This is all in Python. You give it the text. You give it the format you want it in. And you give it the voice. And you have your voice file. So within four hours, we were up and running with Polly. And you know, we were able to kind of put, push this out into production in less than a day at that point. And then scaling. Um, so reminders at Haptic has been growing exponentially. You know, this graph shows how uh, how reminders is growing at Haptic. 
And one of the beautiful things is we've actually never had to worry about poly. So we scaled up our infrastructure a lot to support these things. We did a lot of different uh, tweakings on our backend, but we never once had to even worry about poly because as our reminders grew, poly would keep scaling up, the latency never fell, and it was basically as smooth as ever. So it really allowed us to scale at a pace which we really wanted to, and that's, I think, the beauty of uh, poly. Lastly, I just wanted to quickly touch on our uh, enterprise solution. So we've been actually talking to a lot of uh, companies, uh, mainly in India right now, also talking to a few globally, where a lot of companies want to get chatbot solutions to automate different processes, such as automate customer service, brand awareness, lead nurturing. So we've been seeing a lot of uptake on chatbots in, on the enterprise front. And uh, you know, we actually, as, we, as I said before, we deploy on web, mobile, Facebook, Twitter. We integrate into multiple different CRMs. And the reason why chatbots are really taking over what we see is because 70% of the questions that companies get, like especially on customer support, they're simple and they're structured and they're repetitive. So most of the people are kind of asking the same things and um, you know, it's very structured answers that they have already on it. So uh, that's, that's kind of how uh, we use Amazon Poly at Haptic and you know, how one of our most used features is actually scaling up and we've actually got a lot of good feedback on uh, how these voices sound, how reminders work at Haptic. So that's, thank you very much. I think uh, this is what we have and uh, we'll, we'll open up the stage for some Q&A with uh, Robin and Rob as well.